Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hey everyone, it's me, Bradshaw Francis Wish and Gianna Gambino, one of my favorite New York gals who's recently moved back to Chicago. Um, Gianna, Hi, how, is, how is your recent Chicago experience? Number what, 10? 10, 10, 10, 10th time you've been moved back here? No, it is. Three, three, four. Well, I moved to Chicago in 2011. What were you left- wearing? Left in 2015, came back in 2019, left in 22, came back in 23. So it's my second time coming back, but third time moving to Chicago. It is wild. I have, I can't say love hate relationship with Chicago because I don't hate anything about it except the winters. I love Chicago. It's been great being back. Um, it's, I wish it had everything here like I wish there was like mountains here don't you don't you wish like sometimes you could just like go on like a beautiful mountain hike like driving distance from Chicago for sure for sure but I'll just tell you I was thinking about this because I was just in Denver and Denver I went to Red Rocks it's so pretty I mean it's beautiful out there but I wouldn't want to live in Denver. I I wouldn't want to live in a lot because of it's, cities. Because because it's not Chicago. In... But what if Chicago yeah. had well, those exactly. mountains? I mean, well, I know. But you have you, well, you you pick and choose. That's like every city. You know, every city doesn't have everything. I know, and that's why we just have to travel more. You know, we do, we do. And I was I, my goal is to get a sugar daddy through the internet in every major <laughs> city that I like. You know what I mean? Because I will sleep with people for money and for food and for places to stay. Oh my and I'm just, gosh. no, I'm saying that as a teacher, guys. I'm saying that as a teacher. <laughs> so do not respect me. I also said guys. Wait, what? Guys. Everyone. I don't Wait, even know. You really... also said do not respect me. So you don't want I, respect? No, I, I don't know if I want respect. I want to, I kind of want to be disrespected. Oh, okay. But like that's... sexually. <laughs> All right. Personal problems. Personal preferences okay. and problems. Um, so yeah, I just went to see Sylvanesso at Red Rocks and it was amazing. Gianna is back in Chicago and we are here doing another episode of the funny thing about yoga. I can't believe we've been doing this for how long. I mean, we have how many episodes out? This is going to be episode 32. That's crazy. So, so 32 weeks. So we started in February. Did we skip any weeks? We didn't skip not one single week. Wow, that's surprising. And since I believe April, we've been putting out one bonus episode of the Q&As. Okay, so that's 36? Don't make me do math. I don't know. I don't know. April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, we basically have done almost between 35 and 40 episodes with those bonus ones. And speaking of the bonus episodes, we are recording it. By the time you listen to this, we are probably recording it. So we're going to record as soon as you listen to this, we'll be recording another one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. So if you have a question or a story you want to share, there was a few people that actually DM'd me about last week's episode. This is not in the job description. And they're like, wow, listening to this episode reminded me of some of my experiences. So if you're someone who that DM'd me or you had the same thought, DM us your stories or send us a little audio clip that we'll upload. We'd love to share more of those, especially while that episode's still fresh. Do you have any announcements, Bradshaw? Um, We have a couple spots in Nicaragua. We have our 200-hour yoga teacher training coming up um, from March 2nd to March 10th. We would love for you to join. And uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, uh, yes, deepen your practice, learn how to be a yoga teacher. But let's be serious. Spend time with me. And uh, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm really, really a good time. And I'm he's, great to go on vacation with. I'm the friend the I good... go on vacation with, and they're like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Lay by the pool." They're like, "Do you want to go do X, Y, and Z?" I'm like, "If there's X, Y, and Z, X, Y, oh, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, um, that I would just want to do one. I don't want to do X. Like, I'm not gonna not do anything, but I'm not gonna do like five things in a day. It's just not how I travel." <laughs> So if they're like, we want to go to this church, this museum, and we want to, you know, blah, 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 like whatever, like, well, I'll do one of those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm a blast to travel with those things are coming up. I think that's all for the announcements. 
it is fall here in Chicago. It's about to be fall here in Chicago. And we are going to talk about our next. See how I tried to segue there and it was just not good, but we're just segueing and I'm just going to say this and say what we're talking about today. Take it <laughs> away. We are talking about body image, which I feel like body image has been a topic. That- Wait, why did you why did you do that? Why did you do that thing with the voice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see um that movie with what's her name? Anna Ferris with the Playboy bunny. Is yeah, it called? Pl- Remember when she like makes her voice deeper? That's literally yeah. what she says. Everyone's name deep. That's what yeah. you just did. <laughs> yes, that, I'm actually in a forest. Forest? Forest? No, Fer- Ferris? No, this is a really great episode. Not, so not far. To be, I hope you're still listening. <laughs> and not to be confused with Anna Forest, the yoga teacher. Yeah, which that's why I keep getting confused. I'm like, Anna Forest. I'm like, I know someone. Is it? Forrest. Uh, like, whatever. Anyway, I. Whatever. We're talking about body image and how it relates to the yoga sphere and our jobs, our personal experiences, and uh, kind of everything in between. So, okay, I'm going to ask you a question just because I think that you as a female presenting person obviously has a different experience than me because I'm super mask. You learn. Like as a woman, what would you say is like the when you're talking about body stereotypes of like a of a girl who practice, uh, you know, a female presenting person who practices yoga? What would that be? I think right now the stereotypes are a little bit different than they were when I first began practicing because of the rise and popularity of social media. Mm-hmm. I I think especially at like. Instagram's like heyday or like the the mm, beginning the of yoga. it. Yeah, you know, there was so much there was this imagery that was proliferating of just like this skinny white girl aloe yoga or aloe moves. And I I I hate to like specifically shout out a brand, but like those yoga influencers and the body image that proliferated I think Mm -hmm. took up a lot of space, at least on my Instagram feed. And Mm -hmm. I think that then sort of influenced what I felt was the yoga stereotype. And so like skinny, tall, almost ballerina, like, um, maybe even wafy, you know, yoga body, primarily flat chested and, (laughs) you know, just not, I didn't identify with that body image, especially when I first started really getting into my practice. Cause I was a bit heavier than I am now, maybe like 20 or 30 pounds heavier. So not, I was never someone who I would identify as like a bigger bodied person, but I also was never that stereotypical skinny person. And I always struggled with body image, you know, in life. I think most women have, but I think especially in the beginning when I was at my heaviest, I was really intimidated to enter the yoga room feeling a bit inadequate of like wondering whether or not I could do it, whether or not I belonged. And it just produced a lot of insecurities. But also like in my college years, when I was first starting, this is the early 2000s, I think the stereotype then was more like your like linen wearing woo woo. Yeah, like hippie. You know, hippie, maybe, you know, just the crunchy granola Mm. image person. Like, I think that's what I, that's the stereotype that I used to have. And you're then, saying that's more like that's more like you know 17 years ago but 10 years ago yes. is more like lululemon started becoming more of a thing yes. aloe these like where it started it, it became more commercialized and yes. then th- then then it started to be sold less of like crunchy hippies and more like people wearing lululemon that are skinny um, yes and so yeah i i couldn't agree with you more i also think i try to think i'm putting myself in your shoes if I went into a yoga room and it was a bunch of men that were just like all like, like really lean and fit. Cause I also think that's like the yoga body for men, which mm-hmm. is like a lean, lean muscle and thin. Yeah. Um, that I would be really intimidated. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, cause I think that, gosh, we all suffer with body image, but I, I think that, uh, queer people, especially, especially gay men, there's a major, major issue with body dysmorphia mm-hmm. and, um, 
There's I a lot def- of like blatant body shaming too on like the queer apps, right? That's what oh, a couple sure. of for friends sure. of yeah. mine have it's told really, me. Yeah, it's it's really problematic. But I mean, we could get a deep get, get into a deeper conversation there. But I think uh, without getting too much into that, I think that if I walked into a yoga room and a lot of yoga rooms that I've walked into are not majority men, they're majority women. Mm-hmm. And one, I'm not attracted sexually to women. Well, and <laughs> just me, just, just <laughs> yeah, except for Jana when she literally tries to kiss me on the lips. Um, no, I, you know, I'm not attracted to women and two, I'm not there. I'm not attracted to women. <laughs> We know we get okay, it. What's I just point? want everyone to fucking know I'm not into women. So shut the fuck up. No, I'm not. Into, I'm not. Attra- oh, my God. You have to start a new sentence, gonna, okay, bro. Okay. Come on. I'm not attracted to women and I am a man and uh, there are not a lot of men. So I'm just saying there's not a lot of distraction or like reasons to feel as embarrassed about my body or like. Well, yeah. I think the point you're getting is like, you're not trying to impress anyone because you're not attracted to a woman. You're not trying to attract anyone because you're not attracted to women. And also you're not comparing yourself to women because you're not a woman. And I think those are the two things that really um, exacerbate the insecurity or self-consciousness or whatever it is around your own personal body image. What is that? Like the, 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 I've talked to women of all, just because of this, you know, this topic, I feel like has come up a lot in conversation with people that practice yoga or thinking about practicing yoga is like, I've talked to so many women with all different bodies and so many, like all the different bodies, depending on if it's like even the skinny girl who you think is like the yoga quintessential body is like, there's insecurity across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all have it in different ways. So. Yeah. So I think that it's like, often it's like you want what you can't have so the girl that doesn't have boobs that's really skinny wants to have big boobs and be curvy the girl who's curvy and has big boobs wants to be skinnier you know Mm -hmm. it's just like you know i i I don't know it's sad it is really sad and i think though that the like media stereotypes play a lot into that and i like for one thing like i remember when i first started practicing yoga to go back to those two contrasting uh, stereotypes that I had, like no one showed up to the yoga room or at least where I was practicing in a sports bra, like mm-hmm. no, and, and I'm not saying that the sports bra is bad. Like I often practice in just a sports bra now, yeah. but that wasn't the, that wasn't like, the look. Y- that wasn't like, yeah, that wasn't the look or the yoga attire. It was more like long t-shirts. And like, I literally wore like either bell bottom leggings or like a baggier sweat type of pants or like the drawstring why- linen pants. Like it wasn't super form-fitting what's up that's, that's why, why like, we talked to um tracy our friend yeah. who left like she's like it used to never like she's been practicing yoga for 25 30 years she's like people literally wore hanes sweatpants yes and a long white t-shirt yes so so when i really really got into yoga because like i'm talking my first couple classes were like early 2000 2004 to 2009 mm-hmm. basically and then like 2010 ish onwards that's when you would see more of the like lululemon owl yoga like like mid 2010s ish you have the mm-hmm. sports bras and the leggings and that made me feel a little bit more self-conscious in that I'm like, oh, I could never, I would never wear that. But that's my own thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very well aware that anyone can wear anything, and it doesn't matter what your body looks like. And I wish mm-hmm. I had that, um, like really owned that that sense of self back then. But I didn't. I felt like it was a little bit ex, like ex, it wasn't inclusive. It made me feel like, oh, I didn't belong in that space. I also think that a lot of people still feel that way. I do think that it has gotten a little better mm-hmm. um, because I think that there's just, there's been a lot more talk about body image and body mm-hmm. shaming and uh, way more in the past five years than in the early, you know, in the 2010s to let's say, let's say like 2009 Gianna to like 2015. Mm-hmm. I think that's a kind of like a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, what, what you're saying a fair assessment of when things started like really, really amping that yeah Yeah. heightening into like like the lula like i I don't know it's just it's easier to just describe it as the lululemon aloe era because it became so much about the clothes and what you were wearing Mm -hmm. i feel like in that time and like that was such a huge shift in the the yoga world that it it Mm -hmm. became more 
commercialized. Yeah. And it was getting, it was always getting a little more com commercialized, even from the early 2000s. But like once the brand started making clothes specifically for yoga, then I think things really changed. Because then yeah. you add a, you add a layer of, um, of hierarchy of like what you're wearing. It's like when you go to high school and you're like, oh, I wish mm. I was wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and I'm poor yeah. and I'm wearing, you know, Hanes or whatever. Yeah. I, I agree. There's what, when I first started teaching, I always felt like I had to have like a nice yoga outfit, you know, mm -hmm. like that was another thing too. And then, I mean, let's go into our experience a little bit more. Cause I've touched on it. You've touched on it. Um, before I like take it away a little bit with, cause I want to tell this story about like comments that I get. Cause I, I feel like yoga is supposed to be yeah, a safe. Just telling yeah. Yoga is supposed to be a safe like, space, but I've had like, I think well-intentioned comments that also were not very, um, nice. <laughs> I'm like, what do I call that? Have you You're like so well-intentioned, <laughs> they were well-intentioned comments that made me feel like shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you had any experiences? Like, like I know you said that because you're usually like in the minority as a man in the yoga room, have mm -hmm. you had any moments where you had insecurities or you struggled with oh, yeah. body image in the yoga room, both as a student and as a teacher? I'm just trying to think about how I want to answer this, which is like, I've always suffered with body image issues, mm -hmm. but I don't, I think that goes in and out of the classroom. Like I feel very, I've felt very uncomfortable if other people take their shirts off, taking my shirt off, mm -hmm. even if like every, every other guy has their shirt off in the room. Um, I like would feel uncomfortable taking my shirt off. So have I had body image issues as there are things about my body that I've always not liked. So I've had body image issues in and out of the yoga room as a teacher, as not a teacher, as a well, student, yeah, that have led. Yeah. It's so ingrained in just like, honestly, being a human, I think we all are, have our insecurities and but, things we would want to change. Like you were saying, like grass is always greener, but specifically as a student, I'm wondering how that could play in as a student and or teacher. Honestly, no, that's, not, that's good. Yeah. I mean, like, I, again, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm like going back because I have body image issues in all forms of fitness. I feel like in terms of what I wear, what not to wear, taking off my shirt, not taking off my shirt, not liking certain areas of my body, but I don't think that's affected me as a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also came from a very, um, physically capable. Yeah. He's doing air quotes. I'm like, how do I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out okay, how to say okay. this. That doesn't sound like. I'm not trying to sound arrogant. No, I don't think you do sound arrogant, but I think you kind of hit hit on like maybe something I don't want to call it a sore spot, but you, like you hit on the thing about like being a yoga teacher as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um for me at least cuz I that's my only experience that I know, I think because the majority of yoga practitioners and yoga teachers are women, Yes. I'm going to change my answer. If I was going into a classroom mm -hmm. that was all queer men, yes, I would be more self-conscious. Okay. That's interesting. Absolutely. You think because then in that space, there's more comparison. You, there's more comparison. Yes. So I'd absolutely feel way more self-conscious there. Way more self-conscious. But because you're usually the only one, you're like, I'm the cutest gay guy here. No, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm not attracted <laughs> to you. You're not attracted to me. Nothing's going to happen. Like, but isn't it funny that I'm not attracted to women, but women will still, yeah, I think still that, compare each other. But I think like I was saying at the beginning of this conversation, I think that gay men, cis gay men are a lot like women in terms of their judgments of each other and how they look mm -hmm. at each other. Yeah, lot, there's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of judgment. Like, there's very, very similar. I think the body image issue is just as thick on mm -hmm. both in both of those parties. Yeah. So I remember, like I was saying, like as a student, being heavier, just feeling unwelcomed and like insecure mm -hmm. and all of that. But also to go a little bit deeper in that experience, I felt like sometimes the teachers couldn't teach to me 
because they didn't know my body. Like Mm. for instance, I've always had a very large chest. When I was heavier, Mm. it was larger. Things like twisting or even- Believe me, everyone, just so you know, she tries to literally wear really low cut shirts into my class. And I say, Gianna, that's inappropriate. Um, No, I just want to touch on this point of like things that didn't help me feel like the yoga practice was welcoming or that I was able to do yoga is the fact that I didn't receive certain instruction for how to deal with certain parts of my body being bigger, namely like my Mm -hmm. belly and my chest. So I Mm -hmm. remember, um, you know, I remember things like, I remember feeling suffocated by my boobs and down dog, not even kidding. Like Mm -hmm. just the way gravity. Especially if you don't have the right clothes though. Oh, like when you first start practicing, you don't know what to wear and then your boobs are in your face, like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of that. And I was always tugging at my clothes, always pulling my shirt down, pulling my pants up. There's like, I couldn't just do the class without fixing something, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, especially in that time. I feel like because t-shirts were popular, like your t-shirt was always falling up. Like you're in a down dog in a loose t-shirt. So all of a sudden, isn't it funny? It's like they they fix a problem, which is like they have clothes that are then better to suit the yoga. And then it like the clothes also create more of an issue. (laughs) They create. Yeah. Then it's literally like in your eyes, like it's your, then your belly is exposed. So I was like, Mm. I literally would make sure my t-shirt was tucked into my pants. Mm. Like when I'm in a down dog. So there's like all those little things. And I think a lot of those little things, had I just been able to like get out of my mind and like go of my own insecurity or self-consciousness and like realize like no one is looking at my belly in a down dog like everyone else is in their own down dog (laughs) I Mm. wouldn't have cared to like try to stuff my shirt back in my pants things like that but then the actual teaching and the instruction like twisting like sometimes like especially the Arda Matsyandrasanas or any binds things like that where you should literally like just move your boobs out of the way. Like you need to like literally just push them over to the side or whatever it is. There's, there's different, different things that we have to do. And I know you don't like this to move the fleshy bits. Remember I said that in the Q and I, you're like, please don't ever say that again. I say that because that's what one of my teachers would say, like whether it's moving your belly out of the way, I believe it was Janet. Definitely not Jason. Sorry. We're not, not, never never heard yeah 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 okay yes okay so so there's there's variations that I felt like I had to learn on my own figure out or you know then some teacher along my path came that helped me out um chaturanga was really hard I mean not just because I didn't have the strength but just because like it feels like just the whole mechanics of where your arms go and what's happening in the chest, like all that, you know, that squeeze in you do, it's like you're making cleavage and I don't know, just a little bit of discomfort throughout the practice um, mm. that I, I don't think helped with body image. I was like, cause I couldn't, couldn't, I, I didn't understand why other people had things feeling so effortlessly. Whereas mm. I felt like, oh, it must just be because I carry more weight here or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when I could have just like adapted it in some way. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to share, I just wanted to share a little bit more about my experience as a student. Cause I do think when, you know, we've talked about, um, having teachers that you can kind of see yourself in. Like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when we had matters. Yeah, representation matters, like Stephanie Acosta talked about that a lot, especially with like, you know, the Latinx community. And I think even body diversity is super important. I'm really happy that nowadays we have so many different types of teachers. Like that's the one positive with the proliferation of yoga teacher Mm. trainings and like everyone doing a 200 hours because there literally is a teacher for everyone. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like back when I first started, there was only a handful of teachers, you know, there's probably five teachers on the schedule. Now, you know, we, we work at some places that have like 50 teachers on the schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, and so having someone you could see yourself in or someone who has under or has your similar lived experience could be really, really helpful. And yeah, I just have one point, which is, I was just thinking about this. It's like, 
10 years ago, being really like rail thin was in. And now being really thick is in. Now having a big, a big butt and skinny waist is in. And then like in 10 years, it's going to switch. And then like this is in. it's like it's, it's, something's always in it and something's always out. So I feel like you're always just set up to feel shitty about yourself. Ba at least if you're basing that on what you're seeing in social media, basing on what you're seeing on the television or, you know, so that security has to come within. And I do think the yoga practice when you are able to feel like comfortable and welcome in mm. your yoga practice, whether it's in a studio or at home, like I really truly believe that mm. yoga can help you with your body image. And I think that's mm. why we're bringing this topic to the podcast. Um, I think anytime you are immersed in a movement practice, like namely we're talking about yoga, it helps to cultivate a sense of appreciation for your body when you realize, you know, its capacity, its strength, its resilience, all the things that it can do for you, you start to build that a deeper connection. And I think once you build a deeper connection to your body, no matter the shape, the size or whatever, mm -hmm. you start to find gratitude for it mm -hmm. in new ways. Yes. You know, like even when I was struggling in my down dogs or struggling with the chaturangas, like every class I left where I felt like exhausted and like, maybe like I wanted to give up, I would always have to think of the plus side of like, like I just did that. I got through the hour. Like I'm more mm -hmm. capable than I think. And, and, and it's thinking like that and it's the dedication. If you, if you can help to stay dedicated, that will continue cultivating that appreciation. Yeah. I mean, something I come back to a lot or I think about is like my sister is a nurse. And so she's just like, when people are feeling, you know, bad about their image or the way they come into class or what they look like, my sister's like, do you know how many people a day that I see that can't walk? Yeah. That can't fold over, that need someone to move them to a different bed. She's like, so when I'm feeling shitty about the way I look or how I feel about myself, I'm like, thank God I can move and thank God I can breathe. Mm -hmm. And even if you are someone who has like mobility issues. Like there are things like chair yoga too. And that will mm -hmm. help you cultivate that same sense of like, well, I can breathe. I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like whatever it is, there's always a layer of something attainable that will help you cultivate that gratitude well, that could, for that what you do have. Kind of comes back to one of the first episodes that we had about different styles of yoga. There's a style of yoga for you. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely a style of yoga for you. Yeah, And so maybe the first class that you go to, you're like, this doesn't feel good in my body. There is a, there is a style of yoga out there that will, mm -hmm. you know, um, it may not just be the class that you take at the most popular yoga studio in town. That is okay. There's many ways to get access to yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a style again for everyone, for everybody. Mm -hmm. I think it's often like very easy to focus on like the negative. I, I just, yes. Like even we've, we've been talking about this in a whole, a whole different realm right now of like social media, for example, I'm just, just cause mm. this is on my mind, like we'll get like 150 comments and all of them are positive, but then it's like those two negative comments on something will really fester. And those are the two that we start to cycle on. Mm -hmm. And like, similarly, I feel like we can go through our practice and maybe we know that we are capable and able in a lot of ways, but there's like that one negative thing or like, oh, I couldn't get my bind today or like, oh, I couldn't do this. And like, like that one thing clouds the entire experience or, um, you know, I'm just giving that example, but there's other ways that, you know, the negativity can like, um, like harden our image of ourselves in, in any way, shape or form. And I think, just to bring this back to, we're talking about how yoga can help your body image. And I think once we catch ourselves in these like negative spirals, that's something that yoga can take us out of. And we've talked mm -hmm. about this. It's like the connecting to your breath, the being present, the, just the, the integration of the other tools that practice brings to help manage stress and anxiety will all infiltrate 
your mental space. It will help produce a more positive outlook. Well, I think that there's, you know, appreciation for our body helps us appreciate appreciation for our breath. It helps us understand a little bit more of our neuroses of our nervous system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's all encompassing. I think what I was meaning to say, sorry, I didn't say it so clearly is like, I think yoga shows us our potential and possibilities rather than our limitations. Mm -hmm. Cause like with each class, with each practice, you start to gain more of that clarity and connection and more positive mindset. You start, yeah, more autonomy. You start to see, uh, the things that with a more like curious and like playful sense around it rather than just being stuck in that negative spiral. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure I summarized that a little bit better. Cause I, cause I did take it on a journey. No, it's fine. It's that was a journey. I love a journey. I also wanted to say <laughs> that you mentioned something at the beginning of class and teachers say it all the time and teachers say it because it's true. No one's looking at you. Yeah. You know, like people are just, you know, people are too concerned about what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, teachers are there to support you and no one's looking at you. Um, and everyone's just in, the, everyone's so in their own experience. Like I don't, when I'm practicing, I barely have no idea. I had no idea what's happening with me. Never mind anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's a funny thing that goes on there. Cause I remember some of my earliest classes when teachers would be like eyes on your own mat or like, mm. don't worry about what's going on on anyone else's mat. Like, because I was new to yoga, like, and I wasn't sure if I was ever doing anything right. Yeah. You were looking was, around. But I was like, but I was like, but I'm looking around. You're looking around more like, okay, what are we doing? You're not judging. Uh, you're not looking at what someone looks 100%. like. Like, okay, what's the next, what's the next move? Like, what am I, I know, supposed to be doing I know. Here? I'm, I was always looking, but you for, can like, tell a, the difference between someone who's like, what the hell's going on? But even though there is a difference for mm-hmm. someone who's self-conscious, you're yeah, like, but like, people are, looking, are around? looking around, yeah, 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 even if yeah. that person is just trying to be like, what the hell's an up dog? Mm-hmm. You know, can like, I, can I, yeah, d- you can say, you can say whatever you want. Thank you. I would also <laughs> like to say as a teacher, and I really, I truly mean this. Whenever I see people that are like coming a lot, I'm just like, I'm not thinking about what their body looks like. I'm thinking like, oh my God, like they're here again. Good for them. I wish I could get on my mat four times a week. (laughs) You know, like that's what I'm thinking. I think the lesson there is like, and to go back to what we were just saying about the watching other people, we're, we're not judging, you know, Mm. we are observing like you're in, I think yoga teaches you to observe rather than judge. judge. And so when you're, when you are, even if you are that confused person, you're observing what's going on and it's not what we might fear as, you know, self-conscious practitioners like, oh my God, someone's looking at me or they are, you know, mm-hmm. cause that, that was my mind space. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that, you know, we've done a, a couple, you know, three trainings. We're about to do another one and um, that you should sign up for. Um, but <laughs> that I also learn a lot from students in our trainings that all have different bodies and like hearing about their experiences in su- certain poses has taught me so much mm-hmm. and made me a better teacher and made me think about things differently. So well, I really like to yeah. hear about people's. Same. No, because I like as someone who does not have a penis, I, I have, ne- I have, I don't, don't tell you have, anyone that you have I have two? penis. <laughs> I have four penises. <laughs> no, but there's some things that like are s- like silly that I never thought of. Like for instance, mm. laying I've, in locusts with your balls l- being smashed. Exactly. When you told me that I was like, oh, why have, have I wait, never, have even you, thought how have you never thought that? you never saw like a guy lay down and like, no. those I never, no, I don't even, I will, as a student, I never looked at anyone else before doing a pose like that but as a teacher I guess I just like maybe I've observed it but didn't pay it any mind I don't know like like men are always touching themselves (laughs) I'm like I'm I'm like speaking from experience I actually think you're right um (laughs) (laughs) like I didn't I guess I didn't put two and two together like Oh, every time we do Eagle, this, mm-hmm. there might be a, a, a cue that's missing for people with penises or, you know, every time we do look like thing that didn't click for me. And whereas someone who doesn't have the experience of being in a larger body, especially a larger mm-hmm. body with breasts might not know that you need to move your breasts out of the way in certain twists. You might need to move your belly mm-hmm. out of the way in certain twists. Like, 
Yeah, that's right. Like people, like I have a friends who have bo- have boobs that be running, and they're like, "Oh my god, it hurts so much!" Like my boobs are just in the way, and I'm like, "Wow, I never thought about like my boobs hitting me in my face." I mean, I have massive pecs, but like, um, they don't oh, hit massive, me in the face. Massive, massive. Uh, my my like, well, especially running, like they'll just get itchy. My boobs will get itchy. I'm like, ooh, underneath. What? No, all or just all, all of the boobs. Well, you know why? Because running opens up your like blood vessels so, like blo- <laughs> <laughs> running opens up your area <laughs> it's so stupid mm. um no your blood vessels you get your blood flowing and so like typically your boobs are not like moving that much so like when you get the blood flowing mm. even to your boobs then it could itch oh my god so do you just okay. grab the entire breast and like I literally hate running. I don't run. But like when I did, I would have to hold them tight to my chest so that they don't move at all so that they didn't get itchy. Oh, I feel like the people are like, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm like, you, you so you want to die. <laughs> cool. Okay. I want to name a few other benefits of yoga that can help with body image. And I think this one is so, so general, but I just want to say it like it helps us like just be in the present moment. And I think a lot of times when we are in that place of insecurity with body image, yeah, it's, it's not a present, you're not in the present moment. You're thinking about what if this, what if that, or being out of place or unwelcomed or, you know, literally not being represented in the practice, whatever it is, once you can kind of get the mind in its quiet present state. Like a lot of that stuff just will maybe not forever, but for that moment, it will help you. It'll help you control, you know, that spiraling mind. And yeah, I mean, that's really what I perceive as like being in flow, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like one thing, you know, even if it's just for like a couple of breaths, it's like, you feel it when you're just thinking about what you're doing and things aren't, your thoughts aren't racing, Mm -hmm. um, which is a very beneficial thing. Yeah. And then I think the last point that I want to make here, do you have any, do you, are there any benefits that you want to say? Cause I feel like I've been, um, yeah, I mean, I just think honestly having an embodied experience, yeah, just like feel like we, we, we spend so much time disconnected from our bodies and -hmm. just, just really being in our bodies and breathing and loving, you know? Yeah. I'm so glad you said it. Cause that was going to be my last point as well. It's just like, being super in touch with not just your body, but like that inner wisdom that comes with yes. it. And I think, I think that will help. That cultivates a better relationship with your body and the way that you feel about yourself. Yeah. Over time. And, I mean, it's not like you practice once and that happens, but it can. Yeah. It helps the way we perceive and experience our bodies. It could also help, um, with feelings, I think of like shame or, you know, for, for me at least of like being ashamed or shame or anything like that. Once you start to cultivate a deep connection with your body and feel empowered and in tune with that wisdom, you can really, um, I guess shed, shed your old mindset. And I don't know, maybe like, stop self-sabotage would you call it self-sabotaging i didn't know the word like yeah self-sabotage i think i think that honestly is a, a lot of self-hatred i think that a lot yeah. you know not to get too deep but like negative self-talk really, or yeah, yeah like self-hatred shame self-talk i mean all those things live within us uh so deeply and you know mm-hmm. i don't know if you experience this but i've suffered with a lot of that self-sabotage mm-hmm. uh, shame guilt uh, and for many, many years of my life, and I've gotten a lot better at working on it, is that when I feel that when I start to feel that way, I'm like, there are other people mm-hmm. who also feel this way. Because yeah. I feel like when I'm in that space, I feel like I'm the only one who feels that extreme sadness about myself or the way yeah. that I view myself. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is like you're you're putting so much pressure on yourself and so many other people are doing this. This is not helping anyone out. I agree. And I, I think I just have the word self-sabotage in my mind because I'm reading this book. It's called The Mountain Is You. And it is about self-sabotage, but it's also defined self-sabotage more broadly than I ever thought of. Like there are little ways where we get in our own way that we don't even realize we're in our own way. And it can be this repetitive negative thinking, these things like body image, or it could be things that you 
are unconsciously conditioned to, like if you grew up, for example, in a household that always said that like, oh, rich people are selfish or, mm-hmm. you know, rich people don't do X, Y, Z, whatever it is, or I don't know. I'm just using this because I mean, it's totally unrelated. Then you will unconsciously start believing that, that yeah, internalize that and believe that like, well, money equals Goals. whatever that bad thing was, that selfishness or that whatever, that greed well, or so on. I also, you know, I mean, I'm, I can tell my mom's past, so she's not going to get mad if I, <laughs> if I talk about this, but like growing up, my mom was always counting calories. Yeah, same. Always counting calories, always dieting. Her weight was always in flux from losing lots of weight to gaining weight to losing weight and gaining weight. And I that re, and that goes for my mom, her mother, and all, all the other women in her family. And that had really affected all of my, uh, all the females in my family on that side around my age mm-hmm. in terms of their body image, in terms of um, losing and gaining weight. I mean, that that kind of stuff is mm-hmm. passed down. 100%. And, and it's and like, th- have, at least in my family, sorry to interrupt. It's always like, mm. I just want to lose 20 pounds, but like for 20 years, it's like how long, like it's been like 20 years. I just need to lose 20 pounds or like yeah, the yeah. last 10 pounds or whatever mm. it is. Like you just like hear that over and over. Like you grow up with that as your image, it does something. Yes. Yes. I think that that <laughs> we're not therapists, so I don't want to get into that. But if you are suffering of that, like many of us do, get a therapist because that's definitely something that can yoga and talk therapy can really help with body image. Yeah. And there's other tools for it as well. We obviously are in the yoga field. So we're always going to say like yoga is super helpful, but I, we've also talked about therapy and I, they're hand in hand in my book. Um, there's one other thing I want to talk about, which is just how even often I get diarrhea daily. No, but even still, and this hasn't happened to me in a while. Thank, thank goodness. And actually, if I'm being super honest, I don't think this has ever happened to me in Chicago. Things people do like, um, that, or maybe shouldn't do that could help cultivate a welcoming space and not continue to proliferate like this negative body image stuff. And that's just like, so basic. It sounds silly that I'm even saying this, but like not to comment on other people's bodies. I think and good or ne- good or bad. Don't say good, anything. You, good you look or really bad. Good. You look, you lost weight, you gained weight. You just don't say anything. Just literally don't say anything. Unless someone asks like, you specifically and you know them on a certain level, like I would advise not to say anything. Yeah. Like, literally, even in that case, I'm not saying anything. Um, yeah. The amount of people that have been like, oh my God, you like the, they, they, I don't understand. How do I know to never ask someone if they're pregnant or say you look pregnant? And people still do that. That is insane I, to me. I made this mistake as like a 17 year old server. Oh, you told me that. I used to serve this woman like every Sunday and who was pregnant. I knew she was pregnant, but she had the baby. I didn't realize she had the baby. And I asked how mortifying. many, like, it was so mortifying. I was like, she still looked pr- like pregnant in my mind. And I'm like <laughs> 17 and stupid. Should I not say that? No, no, no. I mean, it's honest. I mean, we all make mistakes. But, we all do. Yeah. But I literally was like, so you're due any day now. And she's like, I had the baby a month ago. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so like, so, yeah. So, Cause then so you're just like, sorry, I gotta go. That. Yeah, literally. Oh, let me go get your coffee. Yeah, like, oh God, okay. <laughs> but no, that's like a silly example. And I was young and naive and I could own up to that. But like nowadays, like I, I still have, I've had students again, it never happened to me in Chicago, but in Florida who would comment on my body and mm. like it's happened twice, um, that stick out in my mind. One was well-meaning, but a student told me that they not only liked my classes, but they liked that I was setting a positive body image like for people because I'm like not skinny. (laughs) And I was just like, thanks. I don't know. Like, or like just made me feel awkward. I'm like, what are you saying? I don't want to talk to a random stranger about my body and I don't want them to influence my own body image. So I know, I know it was well-meaning, but it was, it was definitely awkward. I shared that with a friend who told me that 
the same thing has happened to him over and over, especially because he's a little bit bigger on uh, social media. And it's like, so he'll get comments of like, you know, love your, love your videos. It's so great to see a bigger bodied teacher. And then it's just like, yeah, I'd love to be that, you know, like, I'd love to be that inspiration, but also like, I'm not really, I'm just being me. Like, I don't want to be like pigeonholed into anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that type of commentary. And then I would have this one student who I knew pretty well, who would always compliment me when she thought I looked especially thin and she would be like you're looking thinner and thinner you look great you're really getting into shape and I'd just be like was she an older woman yes very Mm -hmm. very much so Florida I think Mm -hmm. both of them were quite older than me but um, did you accept them for being old yeah I also accepted them for being slightly rude. Yeah, and you're like <laughs> also for being fat phobic. Yeah, and being um, yeah. So things like that, like, are totally uh, avoidable. Like, no one needs to have that conversation mm-hmm. with, especially a stranger. Is it mm-hmm. weird that I'm saying this? I'm being like really no can- candid with sharing. No, I think that you should experience. be candid because I can only imagine what other people have dealt with and heard over the years. Um, so yeah, I guess. Just- don't comment on people's bodies. Bottom line. Yeah. I guess to wrap it all up, don't don't comment <laughs> on people's bodies. And all bodies are welcome in every single yoga class. There is a style for you. And Gianna wants to say one more thing. Yeah. And I think though, this topic is really important to Bradshaw and I specifically because we really want everyone to feel welcome in our classes. Mm-hmm. And it, it is the inspiration for, you know, our yoga school is partly named for this and as cheesy or cliche as this saying is, but Kaya yoga school stands for come as you are. And I truly believe because of my experience of feeling unwelcomed and and I think that's just a, just one way, like I felt unwelcome for body image stuff, but I think nowadays there's so many different ways people still feel excluded. It really is, you know, gender, race, and so on, economic mm-hmm. status, all this stuff where it can be super exclusionary. And so we wanted to create a space where we can just be like, doesn't matter. I'm glad you're here. We're happy you're here. And let's practice. I like to say, uh, you know, I'm queer. You're here. Let's get used to it. I think that we truly stand by come as you are. And I know that we like to use humor on Instagram. And we're never, I just want everyone to know out there, like we're never intentionally poking fun at, at, at anyone. We are trying to have a really good time and create a space for people to use some humor and to laugh. Uh, so the come as you are logo is important to us as a brand and, and as people, do you have anything to add G? I think just having a sense of humor about everything, mm-hmm. like even your own negative cycles, if we can't laugh at that. Then we're just going to be miserable all the time. So I am in a complete agreement with you. I hope people understand us more and what we stand for. And I hope that this episode resonates with anyone who's ever felt self-conscious or insecure in and out of the yoga room. The yoga room is a space for you and the yoga practice can help. Okay. Well, I, I, I think I have a funny story that doesn't necessarily relate to body image, but it has to do with like the neuroses of like the thoughts of your mind, which is, I remember laying in Javasana and like looking up at like the, the lights and being like, why can't I focus on Javasana? I'm supposed to be resting. Why can't I rest right now? I really, really want to (laughs) rest. I've been doing this for two years. I don't understand why I can't rest. Why can't I stop thinking? I'm bad. I can't stop thinking like the. Just, oh my like, God. just the the constant obsessive thinking like yeah looking like I'm resting but I'm literally like a crazy person in my head yeah that's quite exhausting but like so many people have been there well I think it's just funny because like then you're like oh my god this is com- I'm like completely defeating the purpose it's just like just 100 just have the experience well I think there's like this miss what's the word like misconception thank you that you need to like be thinking about nothing. And I actually, yesterday, this was on my mind a lot because my mind's been fluttering like crazy. But yesterday I made sure to like include this in my little beginning. But like 
for anyone out there who could totally relate. And it's like, yeah, that's still me in every Shavasana or yeah, that's still me at the beginning of every class. Like it's okay to have your Mm -hmm. mind racing, noticing that it's racing is what we want to cultivate. We want to cultivate that present awareness. We don't want you to just totally empty the mind and just have it be this like vast hole in your head. Like your brain is supposed to think like it's okay to think. So Mm -hmm. rather than like giving yourself a harder time about thinking, just start to be like, okay, I'm thinking or mind wandering, mind's wandering, Mm -hmm. mind's wandering. That's it. Exactly. Or alleviate. Um, you or can just also, quit yoga. Yeah, just smoke some pot. <laughs> Fuck the yoga. Smoke some pot. Do some drugs. Party. We're just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, just okay. Gonna, Gianna, do you have a funny story? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of like outfits and trying to be like a presentable yoga teacher, when I first started, I really was like, I need the coordinated set. I need to look like I teach yoga. And I was like doing all these things because I was insecure that like my body didn't look like that stereotype. So I remember I got this, I I would like spend my money, my hard earned money on our, my Lululemons or my owl yoga sets. And this one day I went to class and I taught the whole class and whatever and whatever, everything was good. Got ready, got myself dressed. I'm an adult. But then I go to the bathroom after class and I realized that I taught the entire class with my pants inside out with oh, like, I've done that. I've done that. Have you? Have you done that? Yeah, with like the tag just the tag showing like and like my, yeah, yeah, and like my size and like uh-huh. all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? I just like totally defeated the purpose of buying I don't know, the of buying the things and whatever, and trying to make myself look all put together. Because you know what? We're still hot messes underneath it all. Literally, you know, I have a good exit song. Okay, well, let's thank everyone and. Um, what do I want to tell them? Rate, review, subscribe. That's what I want to tell you. Retreat, yoga training, yeah. Nicaragua, February, March. Yeah. Okay. And thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and listening and being our loyal audience. We and love we you. love everybody, no matter what your body. Okay. That's still one from my show. Okay. Should you sing Kurt Cobain? No, I was going to sing. I was going, underneath your clothes, there's a little story. There's a man I know is territory and all things that I learn from being such a good girl, honey. Remember that song? I love it. You did you know, a good rendition. Shakira? Yeah. Underneath your clothes, there's a little story.